0: This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT, episode 106. We chat with PADT's Sina Goats about ANSYS Fluent 2022 R1 and look at Ansys's recently released fourth quarter financials. Greetings, I'm your host, Eric Miller, recording this as the sun is coming up in a cold for us, morning in Tempe, Arizona, on Thursday, February 24th. I hope 2022 is shaping up to be a good year for our listeners. I know a lot is going on outside of the ANSYS world, some of it very worrying, so please join us for a little bit as we step into our ANSYS bubble and talk about ANSYS stuff. Today we're going to focus on two things, Fluent 2022 R1 and the newly released financial data for 2021 from ANSYS. Let's start with our discussion with PADT's very own Sena Goads, uh, one of our CFD experts here at PADT, about uh, what's new and exciting in
1: 2022 R1. I wanna welcome everybody here for our first discussion this year. Of what's
0: new in the latest release of ANSYS, and we're starting off with the the flagship product, ANSYS Fluent. And uh, really happy to have Cena Goads with us today. How you doing, Cena? Good, good. How are you? I cannot complain. It's Friday. We have a three day weekend yeah. coming, and um, <laughs> yeah. the weather. This is this is a great time of year in Phoenix. So um, oh yeah, plan yeah. on plan on getting out, seeing some stuff this weekend. So <laughs> exactly.
1: I'm yeah. here.
0: So, um, you know, new release um, uh, for those that, are, that that don't know, kind of the inside deal at Ansys. Um, when you're a channel partner or or you're an employee and on the technical side, you have to do certification every once in a while, and we're we're doing that here. Uh, our engineers are going through the certification process, and one of the one of the feedbacks I got was um, that they notice in the certification, Ansys is adding a lot more to the code in every release um, and there's a <laughs> yeah. break and i think that i don't i don't know if the particularly 2022 r1 is a particularly bad one but our good one depends on if you like new features it's a good thing um yeah. how is the how is the load on this one is it uh, lots yeah of, it's uh, stuff?
1: yeah yeah looking at the, the number of actually slides from new release uh updates this is uh one of the major releases to me uh, for fluent Mm -hmm. Obviously, R1, uh, beginning of the year releases, usually focuses on new models for different physics and applications uh, rather than just like bug fixes or minor things. Mm -hmm. So you you would definitely see lots of uh, solver robustness and uh, enhancements. But uh, they also added a lot of models for different physics from battery modeling to uh, just you name it. so it's sounds, uh, influent, uh, again, different different physics and applications, uh, uh, lots of uh, new capabilities. Good. And, uh, yeah, again, uh, if you combine all these new capabilities, yeah, it's it's one of the, the major releases to me.
0: Good, good, good. So speaking of that, then, you know, it seems very broad. What's, what's the big change uh, that users should get excited about?
1: Yeah, so if I kind of categorize the new capabilities, again, this, this release focuses on, uh, as always, the user inter- uh, interface and, and uh, usability. But uh, two other major things I would say is new physics capabilities and, and workflows. So mm-hmm. uh, there are two workflows now uh, available. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you remember, when you launch Ansys, the launcher, uh, it gives you the like solution mode or meshing mode or measure, uh, and if you like select measure, there are different workflows for watertight geometry or dirty geometry. Mm-hmm. Now there are uh, more more predefined uh, workflows for for different applications. And the major one and the most important one is for uh, external uh, aerospace external aerodynamics. So oh nice in the, the launcher page, yeah, there's a the specific option. Uh, if you if you choose that, it will take you to to that specific workflow, and that is uh, specifically uh, optimized for uh, for that that application from uh, the the best practices. Uh, it's called it's called the uh, Aero workflow. So if it's okay. like that, uh, again, dedicated Fluent work, workspace for aerospace uh, external aerodynamic simulation is streamlined. Setup and uh, analysis tools for, for that application, best practices to minimize, you know, the need of user to adjust model and settings. Still, you have full access to the uh, fluent features right. and capabilities. It's just a pretty fine workflow. And kind of automate step, uh, the setup for solver settings, post-processing output parameters, those type of things. And also, there's uh, aircraft component groups like... Uh, input conditions, uh, and results, those type of things. Uh, you can have like uh, free stream or wind tunnel type of domain with different parts of, of really? engines. Again, every, everything is kind of predefined. And uh, you can you can have Python scripting and, and journal recording. So that is, uh, in, in addition to that, there are some uh, numerical enhancements for density-based solver, which is usually the, the case for. Uh, high speed external aerodynamics. So, it, overall, it should be a, a, a really a big news or good news for uh, people who work in, in the, those areas. Uh, that That's one thing, and also, uh, there's a uh, uh, new turbo machinery capabilities in Fluent. Ooh, good, uh, you know, c- CFX is still our kind of flagship mm-hmm. uh, turbo machinery uh, tool. Uh, Fluent is getting more and more capabilities uh, right. each release, and this release was, not, was no exception. Uh, and now there is a, a workflow uh, called Turbo Workflow, uh, that can quickly set up turbo machinery flow parameters uh, um, for for like uh, different uh, instrument primary performance parameters, those type of things. So you can uh, like set up. Axial or radial compressor and turbines, you can uh, you can read multiple meshes, uh, copy, paste and rotate and stitch different meshes and, and apply turbo uh, boundary conditions, turbo to to different components. So it's uh, and again another workflow uh, mm-hmm. for for that specific application. Uh, well, the first one was uh, aerospace aerodynamic, that's the second one is turbo, turbo workflow. Well. Uh, let me, did, let yeah. me ask
0: you this question on the turbo, because, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm, of course, very familiar with the CFX, kind of grew up on that, and that's mm-hmm. what we used here internally at PADT. But if you're a new user, and you're gonna be, let, let's not say you're doing jet engines, right? What If you're doing jet engines, mm-hmm. your company's gonna decide for you. But um, let's say you're doing a, a fan, would you now start in CFX or start in Fluent? Which one would you start in if you're a new user? Uh,
1: it depends. Again, if if you're doing steady state, for example, uh, you can you can do uh, that was the best main thing. You can do you can do it in Fluent. Uh, there are blade row interface improvements in this new release uh, for like mixing plane formulations, uh, and and also the tip gap interface matching. Uh, those other of things, but uh, just keep in mind. Still, it's it's uh, limited to to the steady state. Uh, uh, okay. Simula- Simulation. That's probably so the, just getting the... just
0: getting started there.
1: Okay. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, but yeah, if if that's your case, uh, you're doing a simple steady state uh, fluent uh, uh, is is a great option. Uh, there again, each release they they get more and more right uh, capabilities from CFX. Uh, To to fluent like this this release got uh, something CFX got actually a couple of releases ago called plate film cooling that models those virtual uh, geometry and boundary conditions uh, to simulate the the plate cooling turbo machinery cooling it's it's there so overall uh, uh, it it's uh, it's a very uh, fast growing uh, area fluent turbo machinery, uh, yeah, but there might be some cases that still you might need to, to to use the the flagship turbo machinery tool right now, which is CFX uh, from from the ANSYS tool. So. Good to know. Good to know.
0: Okay. Yeah. but I, I interrupted you. Uh, you were going to add no. something. Else, so. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. I was just uh, as, as I said. So that was uh, in terms of the workflows, uh, and then. Uh, you know, Ansys all this focuses on on uh, user interface and uh, also GPU. Probably, is a big thing. <laughs> uh, the The multi GPU solver, which is a beta beta feature, is now available in Fluent. Kind of accelerates the uh, steady state CFD simulations and support different capabilities uh, for, from from uh, single uh, or multiple GPU simulation. Uh, subsonic com- uh, compressible flows, but uh, with CHD, you can do CSD or, or porous media with that. So that, that's a, a big thing, and a GPU is kind of a uh, hot topic these days, and yes. this is a new beta feature in Influent, uh, which uh, has showed a very strong uh, improvements and capabilities in terms of scaling uh, with multiple GPUs uh, that, that uh, I encourage you to try. And uh, besides that, meshing uh, is a big thing. Uh, one of the, my favorite features in uh, meshing is uh, for for the the fault tolerant meshing. Uh, and this is a case that you just change something one part of a big assembly, and you don't want to remesh the whole thing. And it's called part replacement. So uh, it's now available the capability that you can efficiently add or remove or replace the geometry objects for of your CAD model without you know having to to remesh the, the whole model and so you can just remesh the like surface mesh or volume mesh when you change the CAD and it saves a lot of time because uh, i've seen a, like a, a as a, a end user uh, complaining mm-hmm. about you know i have to remesh the whole thing uh, that is one thing uh, big to me, and, and overall meshing, uh, sharing topology, uh, has been improved for for whatever type mission. Uh, besides this, uh, again, it's it's all about uh, different uh, different physics. So, uh, if I just want to name it, in combustion, hydrogen, uh, uh, sorry, uh, hydrogen uh, combustion is okay. is there. It's been validated in fluent for different hydrogen combustor combustors and combustions, and uh, that is also a hot topic these days. Battery uh, battery simulation, which is very hot topic, uh, battery lifeing model uh, has been improved. Okay, there is a physics space for aging. Uh, the model, uh, aging model that predicts the battery uh, battery's capacity fade from from the first principles. Uh, which is really good, uh, and also there's a battery uh, ROM. It's called ROM uh, Reduced Order Models in Fluent, so you can kind of uh, streamline the training data creation for for Ansys Twin Builder ROM. So uh, it, it's it's again a great uh, great opportunity. Also, there is a battery. It's called Pack Builder tool. Uh, so the the uh, Fluent already had the the efficient workflow to simulate individual modules uh, of batteries uh, this battery pack builder tool is kind of streamlines the workflow to to assemble a battery pack by using a cold plate and then a copy paste of existing battery module uh, battery module uh, setup so you can make a whole whole pack and uh, that, that that's a new feature in terms of the uh, battery modeling and simulation and uh, in the world of, of uh, uh, electronics, electronic cooling, mm-hmm. um, ice I- pack. If if you're familiar with that, is it's the uh, the tool and uh, ANSYS tool uh, for those type of applications that simulate the, the heat transfer for, for different uh, electronic components. Now there's a workload, or there's a, uh, the the capability to uh, include an an ice pack. Uh, PCB, a printed circuit board analysis inside Fluent case. So there are some cases, yeah, yeah, that's great. It's cause, Cause there were some cases like, uh, they were complicated. Uh, like they had LED headlamps or, or automatic sen- uh, sensors, for example, assemblies. It was, the geometry was complex or physics was complex to handle inside ice packs. So Fluent was needed. So now you can just append a PCB only uh, case from, from icepack uh and kind of append it to the rest of your geometry in Fluent and you can have use the mesh interface inside Fluent to connect that PCB to the rest of the domain and do a more uh, complicated uh, Fluent simulation. So it's, it's a really, this one is also was kind of a bottleneck before I've noticed. A new capability uh, inside on that, that like
0: that's that's uh, big. I think that's one of those things that users have been
1: kind of we we really want to do this. So that's yes, cool. uh-huh. exactly. <laughs> that's again a good good thing about this new uh, release is this they, they cover lots of applications with new workloads or or uh, uh, kind of capabilities, connectivities. So. Um, uh, I really like uh, the new new updates from from this the the new release. And obviously, if I want to go down to the the details of the new uh, features, it was a long one. Lots of improvements in terms of solver robustness. Uh, there's a in in the the acoustic area. Uh, there's this sponge layer now. Yeah, uh, kind of. Uh, avoids uh, non-physical reflections near boundaries. Uh, that is also very uh, useful. To ask from the customers for a long time to avoid those those reflections near the near the boundary. Uh, and again, many other uh, improvements. Uh, Thin gaps again. <laughs> In many applications. Uh, it's just coming to my mind. Uh, Thin gaps usually. Uh, if it's a very thin area, it was kind of modeled with a flow blocking, uh, but now there's an option with a new uh, thin gap modeling to, uh, to model those, the flow and those uh, uh, narrow gaps in, in a moving mesh kind of simulation. So uh, that, that is another application that improvement uh, I highly recommend that we have a, a uh, webinar next week uh, okay next good. Wednesday yeah that we cover all the details of the new improvements uh, uh, in more details uh, so I highly recommend uh, people to to join or to 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 go through the recording and slides later uh, if they're looking for a specific uh, updates or just reach out to us if, if they have a uh, uh, questions about a specific capability. Good, 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 good.
0: Yeah, and yep. and uh, I always say, you know, if you're le- using the code all the time, read the release notes. Um, yes. And I think it's a, it's good to have, uh, you know, go through it, go through to what, you know, listen to this, go to a webinar, um, and and then kind of dig into the areas that you care about in the release notes. And, and yes. yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. And if you have the chance, you know, I know people that are in specific uh, areas, like they're in, they're in production and they have to use specific releases, official <laughs> releases, because it's been tested and verified by their internal uh, processes and standards. But if you have the chance uh, to upgrade to operate new release, I highly recommend. Uh, there's many things that even might not be mentioned uh, in the the release notes or updates or some bugs fixed that uh, might affect your work. So it's always recommended if you have the chance uh, to, to upgrade, please do upgrade <laughs> to new release. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Don't wait until you need it. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, anything else you wanna share with the users? Um
1: uh, not really. For Fluent, I think workloads uh, and GPU is, is the highlight uh, to keep in mind and uh, the, uh, try uh, other things if you have specific applications, try new new uh, release for sure to see if there's okay. any improvement. I,
0: I do have one question to put you on the spot here that I just sure. thought of. Um, <clears throat> been paying a lot of attention over on the ansys side to this py ansys stuff right so the new yes. python api has that changed a lot with is there a pipe fluid and if so are they working on yes
1: this? yes there's a pi uh, it is very uh fundamentally valuable uh it kind of opens a lot of doors to to uh, uh ansys users and the idea is basically because right now, it's kind of a, a closed uh, ecosystem with uh, influence in terms of uh, scripting, uh, but uh, and user defined functions. With PyFluent, which is is not in its early stages, it's it developed very, very fast. It's a good, good. Uh, kind of, I would say, midway through the, the official okay. uh, release. The idea is that now you can users can help each other instead of it kind of lifts a lot of load from the the Ansys developers. Good, good. So <laughs> you have an uh, yeah, if you're in like aerospace industry or current uh, uh, automotive industry, uh, any any again your specific industry, you can develop your own libraries and user defined uh, functions and share that with other users. So uh, that's why I say. It, it, it opens a lot of doors. Good. Uh, it is coming. I would say it's uh, it's not in early stages. It's internally. I've seen some um, demos. Uh, it's really impressive. Uh, so good. stay tuned. That was a really good point. Actually, good. good. Uh, I good. know a I, lot I of I people I've been waiting for it
0: for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. I know people with with uh, uh, Python background or coding background. They would they would definitely love the new new capabilities. Yeah. Excellent good yep. well
0: on that high note i'm gonna let you go and uh, hopefully get you started on your three-day weekend maybe a little bit earlier
1: and, uh, <laughs> yeah I, I still have okay. I send out a couple of emails and then I'm ready
0: for, <laughs> yeah and yeah.
1: relax yeah. you have yep. some visitors from california so you can tell oh. how nice is the weather here now <laughs> people, <laughs> people, <laughs> people coming over <laughs> from Cal- <laughs> over from california so it's really nice here now, these days
0: uh, they'll probably end up yeah. buying a house. That seems to be what happens. when. Yeah. Yeah
1: that's, that's a, that's a, uh, yeah. that's a good point.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you. As always, I learned a ton. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see all the cool stuff. Okay. Um, yep. and, and do follow uh, Listeners do follow up with the webinar, which you can watch live or listen to the recording. Mm, and those are. Exactly, yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would be, that, that's about an hour of, of uh, detailed presentations about the, new enhancement too. Excellent.
0: Well, good stuff. All right.
1: Well, have a great week and we'll see you Tuesday. You too. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. Bye-bye.
0: I want to thank him for all that useful information. I, for one, you can probably tell, was most excited about the uh, start of the turbo machinery capability growing in Fluent. It's not moving so much from CFX because there's still improving capabilities there, but adding more to Fluent. So it's been a long time coming and we're good to see more progress on that. And I think the workflows as well are something that we're going to look back on and really appreciate as those improve and get better and better with time. For this episode's commercial, I'd like to talk about training options that PADT offers. Just this week, uh, we hosted two classes for two different customers. I think we're 18 uh, or so students, or maybe even 20 uh, between the two classes. Um, And you may ask, Eric, why would someone do ANSYS training with PADT when we have the ANSYS Learning Hub? Well, the answer is pretty simple. They want their engineers to get up to speed faster and with greater skill. The Learning Hub is a fantastic resource for training, and we recommend it all the time to our customers. But nothing beats having an expert user teaching a class and interacting with the students. And that's why our training staff is still busy working with customers to design the right training courses for them. Of course, right now, we are delivering them virtually, but we hope to soon be back to in-person training as well. So there's a lot of options out there. We can customize the class. We can um, do whatever you need to make it the best for your team. So please, if you want to, you or your staff to get better at answers faster, reach out to PADT at training at PADTinc.com or as always, info at PADTinc.com. Let's take a look at the news. Uh, ANSYS stock, um, well, one area of the outside world that's sticking its finger into the ANSYS bubble is stock price. As the market closed yesterday, which was February 23rd, the S&P 500 was down 11.3% for the year. And ANSYS stock is about down around a quarter, uh, 25%, uh, 26% actually, to $338.17 per share uh, for the year so far. So, so not, not fantastic, uh, we're, not, we're not super happy about that, but um, looking at the way things are going out there kind of makes sense. Um, the big thing I want to focus on though for ANSYS News this week, uh, this, this episode I should say, is the Q4 report that came out yesterday on the 23rd. So this is where they release their information to the investment community, to, to Wall Street, and, uh, and let analysts know what happened and where they think things are going. So big numbers. Uh, by the way, I always report what they call the gap numbers. These are the general, generally accepted accounting practices numbers. Um, there's different ways you can count the the dollars going in and out the door, so these are the ones that they tend to report. So, uh, but there's there's other numbers that uh, are non-gap that uh, can give some useful information if you know how to read those things. Anyway, the most important number is revenue. So they did six hundred and fifty-six million dollars in revenue in Q4. Unfortunately, that was not enough to get to $2 billion for the year. I I was hoping that they would break the $2 billion barrier. They didn't. They were $100 million short at $1.9 billion. But still, uh, we can call them a $2 billion company. Uh, That's up 5% for the quarter and 13% for the year compared to 2020. Uh, In 2020, the revenue was $1.7 billion. So that's pretty pretty impressive, 13% growth considering everything that's going on in the world right now. Profit for Q4 was $203.2 million. Or 454.6 million for the year, um, so that, that's that's how much they they kept to reinvest. Uh, that was a drop in income year over year for Q4, but an increase uh, for the full year of a five percent uh, gain in a profit. So that's a, that's a nice thing to see. Um, one of the things I usually don't share is the section in the financial report where they list challenges. But I think since all of us are dealing with challenges and all of us, whether you're an employee or a business owner or running your own business, um, you know everybody's dealing with these challenges and I, I think it was actually a pretty good list. So, I thought I'd share them. Um, what they see as challenges in the coming year uh, the that we're in right now. So number one is the adverse macroeconomic conditions. You know, inflation is going to be an impact on business. Supply chain continues to be. Rising interest rates are going to make things. The continuing pandemic. And... Um, you know, I, they were doing this at the time that the first land war in Europe since 1945 began uh, with the invasion of the Ukraine, or Ukraine now. Um, and uh, that's going to cause disruptions. Uh, don't know how it's going to impact the ANSYS business, but uh, it's going to impact everything. So we'll keep an eye on that. Kind of depressing, but we'll keep an eye on it. Um, Difficulty in recruiting talent. Um, Everybody's dealing with that. And let me point out once again that PDT has several great openings for both salespeople and Ansys experts on our Ansys sales support and consulting team if you or someone you know is interested. So we're dealing with that as well. Tariffs and other trade barriers have impacted them. The pandemic and other natural disasters, of course, still have an uh, ongoing uh, impact. But you know, when when we read about a, a bad storm or um, or um, uh, you know a volcano or something like that, there's probably Ansys customers impacted by that, and it does impact uh, sales. The uncertainty um, that exists with the customer base is significant. The next one I'm going to read a quote from the financial report, because I think it's important to, to read it the way they, they said it, which is, increased volatility in our revenue due to the timing, duration, and value of multi-year lease contracts and a reliance on a high renewal rates for annual lease and maintenance contracts. So these large enterprise transactions that uh, uh, Ansys has been doing, which is fantastic for all of us, because it really helps uh, create... Uh, uh, um, more revenue and more R and D budget and more input for R and D. Um, the problem with those is that um, they tend to be large dollar amounts that that come and go in chunks. Um, they never, unfortunately, even out evenly over the year. And so that volatility in revenue, you, you can get one big multi year deal um, that you that you you, know, you book and then and then you don't get another one for a little while and that kind of throws the numbers off. So it's an important thing to when you look at the numbers to know about. Um, they're also dealing with cybersecurity challenges, right? They have to spend time and money to secure their network and deal with people stealing their intellectual property, right? Other other people either stealing the software itself to use or um, stealing some of their secret sauce on how they do things. So th- those are those are expenses and those are challenges. Then they listed a bunch of business stuff uh, like dealing with uh, the quality in the product, right? So that that has costs. If they fixing bugs costs money. Uh, acquisition challenges, right? Uh, I think I personally, uh, having seen this industry for coming on, or actually 30 years now, or more, um, Ansys does a really good job of acquiring companies. Um, they, they have a process, they have a method, but it's never smooth and it's never easy. Um, they do it better than anybody else I know, but you know, there's costs associated with that. Um, There's costs with running a global sales organization, uh, remote work transition back to more in-person or bringing people back and then putting them back home again with Omicron. Um, And uh, something that you probably read about in the news that impacts ANSYS is the cost of repatriating cash from other countries, right? There's tax issues with that, uh, both, both in the home country and the new country. Um, And people cost more, especially R&D people cost more. So that's been a higher cost, as have delays in R&D because of COVID and other issues. Um, And then, of course, last but certainly not least is they're making money, so they got to pay taxes. Uh, And so that, you know, figuring that out and and minimizing that tax burden uh, and paying those taxes has a cost. So none of these are a big surprise. I think it's kind of important that everybody be aware of it. Um, And... uh, you know, um, just keep watching it. It'll be interesting to see how the year unfolds and uh, how they recover, how they absorb the ZMAX acquisition and how that impacts the bottom line as well. And of course, how the global situation changes with time um, and uh, especially how it impacts the European Union and sales there. Um The other thing of note is that cash reserves went from, they had $913 million in cash at the end of 2020. That's now down, that's a lot of money. That's now down to $668 million, which is still a lot of money as of December 31st 2021. So good to know that that's, um, they still got a lot of cash even after the acquisitions that they've done. Um, at the close of the market yesterday, their market cap was $26 billion. That's what the company is worth now. So the bottom line, uh, if you look at the financials, and I'm no expert, is that uh, you know revenue growth of 15% is, is pretty impressive. I think 20% is something that people like to see. So it's a little bit less than that. And the profit growth of only 5% uh, on that 15% growth in revenue is probably what uh, Wall Street is paying attention to. Who knows what they're paying attention to. Um, but uh, I suspect that that's uh, something to, to look at and to, uh, to look for changes in the coming year. Uh, it's a decent revenue growth, but um, you know profit margins going from 30% to 27% uh, year over year is probably uh, impacting the stock price and, and decision making. So um, hopefully um, hiring will get better, inflation will get better. Um, re- people will return to work and be efficient uh, or not return to work and be efficient, whatever is the best. And uh, we'll see the cost of the uh, recent acquisitions get absorbed and we'll see Ansys grow and what's well, growing. I shouldn't say grow and profit again. <laughs> grow and profit more. <laughs> it's still doing really well. Um, besides, the, in, in general, Ansys news, besides the financial results, um, the other bit of news, uh, speaking of ZMAX, is that Optic Studio Star Um, A module that's part of their product suite won the SPIE Prism Award. If you don't know what SPIE is, that's the big optics uh, trade group or professional group, whatever you call it. They have their big uh, conference every year in San Francisco. Um, um, uh, It's a big deal, and winning an award at that is a big deal. So it shows the strength of the product in that industry, and we can't wait to continue to see its integration in the ANSYS world. Uh, PDT news: We've got no big news. Uh, we've got some kind of behind-the-scenes news just for you. Um, no promises on this because we haven't made a final decision yet. But um, if you visited our website, you know you you know that it, it's a classic website. Uh, we're very proud of our content. We rank very well uh, when it comes to um, search engine optimization and things like that. And we run into people all around the world that literally say they use our blog as a resource. So we're very proud of our website, um, for not just the answers stuff, but the other things, but it was getting a little old, Uh, not a little old. It was kind of embarrassingly old. So we've done a redo. We've worked with a local company here to redo the website. We're going to soft launch it hopefully tonight or tomorrow morning. Um, if all goes well today. Um, no big hullabaloo yet. We'll probably do an official announcement once we, we work out some kinks, but if you do go to our website, um, you know, let us know what you think. Uh, we're pretty excited about it, and uh, still putting final touches on things and adding content to it. It's gonna take quite a while to get it up to the content level that the uh, current site has. But one thing I should note is the blog is not going away. The blog, none of the blog content is disappeared. It's all still there. Um, links should work to blog articles, but if they don't, you know, use the search to find the blog articles you're looking for. But n- none of the content on the blog site is going away. So I want to make sure everybody knows that. It's just the rest of the website that's getting uh, a facelift and new content. So uh, let us know what you think. Um, uh, looking at the speaking of blogs, looking at the Ansys blog, there was only one article that I thought was worth sharing. Oh, there's some other stuff in there. You always check it out. Don't take my word for it. You might find stuff that I don't interesting that I don't find so interesting. But the one I thought, and it's just in time for the Super Bowl being over, is called Tackling Challenges in the NFL with Simulations. So if you're a football fan and you're a simulation fan, um, these are two two important worlds that uh, you like uh, coming together, and it's a, it's a cool article, kind of interesting. We didn't post anything new on the PDT blog uh, since our last podcast. And the only upcoming event that I've got on my calendar right now is the mechanical update on a webinar on ANSYS 22 R1 part one. So we break this into two parts because there's so much going on in mechanical and so many of our customers are mechanical users. So this first part one is going to be on general advancements and composites. Um, and that's going to be on the 9th. So I look forward to uh, everybody learning from that. Uh, We don't have any other events, uh, no other things to talk about. So I'm going to sign off and let everybody get back to what they were doing. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us and to, to uh, give us a voice in the ANSYS community. Don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter at slash opt in and spread the word so that everybody knows what's going on. And don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you for joining us for the All Things ANSYS podcast, episode 106. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS Inc. And the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com slash blog. And please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.